our recording team, part two. Part two. two. Playing playing Pathfinder Second Edition on on a Sunday, are we? Bringing you uh, two episodes in a row, indeed three episodes in a row, because there'll be a, another one. It just turns out our free RPG day adventure was uh, there's still a bit more to do. There's still a bit more, so we thought, why not? Let's do another one. Let's make another little episode here. Let's find out what these insane molasses-covered kobolds will do with the rest of their expedition. Hello, everyone, and welcome to part two of the Danger Club podcast free RPG Day special. How are you doing, everybody? Cool, that, that rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Gosh. <laughs> 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 the DCP RPG free day. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, do, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. It's the perfect weather for staying in and playing some uh, role-playing games. It's hideous out it there. It certainly is. Yeah. It's, oh, it's gross, down. isn't it? It's properly it's rolled great. in. That storm is cold, cold. Cold weekend. Sorry, cold is weekend, Candace but... still with us? Yeah, I came back. Hi. That? You didn't scare me off. Hey. Oh, I'd be dreadful if we had, wouldn't it? I just, I knew I should have dressed like a doll this morning. God damn it. Peer <laughs> <laughs> on Zoom. That, that, that would have done it, James. That would have done it. We did establish after the last episode that uh, Candice has a mortal fear of her own doll uh, that she's hidden somewhere in her house. Uh, a cricket doll. Uh, not a doll of a cricket, because that would be... Well, I don't know. Was it a doll of a cricket, Candice? No, Jiminy no, Cricket. The, the name was Cricket. I don't know if anyone is is of, of an age similar to mine where they would remember this. Uh, the no, I'm well young. That had a, a tape cassette in its back um, that you put tapes into play. And she talked and things, and it was... Uh, yeah, you I, mean I, like I loved... That that big Decepticon, the purple Decepticon, who had the four other Sound, Decepticons that turned into Shockwave. Soundwave, yeah. Shockwave? Yeah, Sorry, very, shockwave very similar. We're not doing our hair, James. <laughs> very similar to uh, Soundwave. <laughs> We're not doing our hair! That was that Decepticon's power. Shockwave. He was sponsored by L'Oreal. <laughs> I'm just going to do my hair. Quickly. Shockwave VO5. <laughs> do his hair. Um, yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, no, not like that, because they were cool tapes that came out and did something useful and relevant in modern society still, uh, whereas audio tapes are just... They're just audio tapes, aren't they? I used to have so many. So many. I still have some cassette tapes somewhere. They're coming Jesus. back. They're coming back, aren't they? They're never coming back, no, they're Colin. coming back. Yeah, come people, back are re- people are releasing their albums on cassette tape for a laugh. I, I, actually, a friend of mine's band did do that. They, they released their latest EP on a cassette tape. No one bought it. There's something about going Why? back to the analog um, <clears throat> state of things. Like you know, we've had the digital, same digital reason age that for people, such a while. But yeah, same reason people buy vinyls. Don't yeah, it doesn't. Sound yeah, but something vinyls. Vinyls, I can understand because vinyls do have a warmer sound and that very distinctive vinyl sort of sound because it is a needle on a record. But tapes were just a poor. They were no good. I, I mean, I, well, I grew up through the, the era of tapes, and they weren't very good. Getting a pen, having to wind it round, and the tape would come out, and oh, they're a pain. Tweet us, because second sound wave ever yeah, come to at do us, that. <laughs> yes. What, but this, with this little dog? there with laser beak, with a pencil. pencil, just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just have to rewind this. <laughs> come just, here. Just, <laughs> come here, Penciltron. Right. <laughs> Pencil-tron's like, no! <laughs> you're always, you're always whipping your uh, bird! James, was, that, was the era of tapes before or after the dwarves push for Sky uh, in, in Galarian? Was that before or after? Was that the, the it was, bone it was years? About, or? It was about the same time. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a common misconception that they actually the dwarves push for Sky was started by a mixtape um, of Enya. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
somehow it found itself even down into the crust of the, the earth itself. And, uh, and the, the dwarves listened to it were like, yes, I want to sail on a ship. Uh, so up they went. Well, I, for one, am very happy as well. Sail away, sail away, (laughs) to the sky, to the sky, to the sky. That's what they used to sing. I mean, I, for one, am very happy with this gradual going back to old format because I have quite the collection of mini-discs, which would be nice to bring out again (laughs) I don't think they're going to come back. They never came in. They they never happened. Like, don't worry, we're all going to be using mini-discs in ten years. Nobody did. Except for a couple of people who still harp on about how good they are. Go and get your Reef album. (laughs) (laughs) Then straight back to 8-track. Let's pick up Little Trouble in Big Absalom, our free RPG day adventure. I'll say this is longer than the one we played last year. This is longer than We Be Heroes. You get quite a bit of adventure for this. And it's making me wonder if Paizo are going to keep with these kobolds like they did with the goblins. One thing I would love to do one day is play the We Be Goblins saga. Uh, and it would be a long-running thing because they did over five years. They brought out a new goblins adventure every year. And, um, and each one you level up and you play the next one each year and they did them for free. And uh, they're all evil. They're all horrible goblins. They're not the ones we played last time. But by the end of it, I won't spoil the ending of it, but they're in Lost Omens Legends, the new book about the incredibly powerful heroes of um, of Galarian that is coming out of Gen Con. Like, they're in it. So there is a whole story that we're, we could explore. I wonder if we'll get that with the kobolds. Uh, in terms of if you want to run this yourself, you can pick up a copy and it's pretty easy to run. You need the best tree for some of the monsters. There's one monster in this part, which is in best tree two, which is up to you whether you like getting extra best trees or not. But all of the monster stats are on archives of Nethys. So you can, uh, you can download those all. So you can literally play this whole adventure for free if you like. Um, yes. Molasses not included. Yes, and if you, if you do want to give it a try, as usual, uh, the Danger Club is not doing this in exhaustive detail. So there will be things that you will find out. Be like, why didn't they do this? And we're like, this is, you know, we played with sugar. Um, so yeah, give oh, it a yeah. try. It's really good work. There was a there's a there's a wonderful there's a wonderful description of where the mushrooms come from in it, which we have not even touched. So you can find if you like horrible stew and forced politeness, there is an entire encounter in there that you will that you will absolutely love. But we're past that now. We're into part two of the adventure. The I mean, heroic... stew isn't that horrible, is he? We oh, stew, stew Jackson, Jackson stew, stew Jackson, Jackson, made with mushrooms in a basement stew. <laughs> That's another bit of Stu's law. Have we now created an alternate version of Stu Jackson called Horrible Stu, who's made of mushrooms? For those I mean, of us it's just, got be, it's got to be better than Poo Jackson, right? For those of us just tuning in to the Danger Club podcast, if you've never listened to this before, uh, he's a regular listener, so you know. I for one very think hard. that Horrible Stu is way worse than Poo Jackson. I think one's a light-hearted banter and one's a direct character assassination upon his name. But I'll let Stu decide. Stu, shout out. We'll get oh, to the poll up for you, Stu. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get it up there. Not, not, a, not, a, not a difficult decision at all. Do you prefer being made of poo or mushrooms? Uh, that's <laughs> with horrible in front of your name. You know, it's, 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 it's one of those common dilemmas. Big up, Stu. Yeah. We the, love the you, Stu. We love you. If you like, uh, if you like kobolds, here's a, here's a good segue for you. Right now on Tales from the Twenty Side, me and James are guesting on a mini series that Stu is GMing, and he's yes, doing a real good are. job on it. It's a really good adventure. Yeah. Um, no, but it was uh, lots some of, of the kobolds that have been mentioned earlier on in this adventure may crop up. Not these specific ones, 
uh, but the kobolds of Absalom do feature in that adventure. So tells from the 20 side, you can hear Stu GMing for us uh, and uh, kobolds being on the other side. Unfortunately, not rolling this horrible numbers that Colin has been rolling through this. So there yeah. is a great fanfare for you. Um, there was another great... It's the same guys with bugles. They're just around the corner. <laughs> They've just been waiting to play another fanfare and they come running back in once things are safe uh, and they play a great trumpeting fanfare for you for you having secured the great treasures of the um, of the tomb. The tomb is uh, this tomb of great giants and uh, their kobold friends. And as they, uh, as you look through, you find that in the drawers uh, in uh, Camilla's room, you find there are lots of suits of clothing, uh, exactly made as if exactly made for kobolds. Tiny sailor suits uh, and beautiful um, dresses, which uh, will fit neatly over your armor. So if any of you would wish to wear any of these uh, outfits, then I'm sure you will uh, you will find ones I that mean, suit you very well. Uh... I'd certainly like to, to, yeah, look at some of the dresses. They sound All right. nice. There we are. You have, uh, Isn't he now has a beautiful dress. Well, while this is looking at the dresses, uh, Rin is just eating all the remainder of the biscuits uh, on the plate. <laughs> <laughs> Take 20 well, of the biscuit. Yeah, it's my favourite. You see, they're custard beams. Oh, uh, yeah, very <laughs> nice. Are there any wooden toys, like, laying around? Uh, yeah, there are a few. You have a good search through the treasure, and you find a you find a number of knights on horseback, um, slightly worn, um, and you find a king and queen amongst it that you are able to add to your set. Lovely. Quite the set of toys now. Yeah. Um, does the, uh, does um, Simic take the knights? Simic takes the knights. Yeah. Grimnir is watching very closely. So I've got, I've got like loads of knights now that the dragon can swoop down and burn from the skies. Yeah, yeah. Grimnir narrows her eyes and slulks away, satisfied <laughs> at this answer. Yeah. Apart from one, he whispers. <laughs> <laughs> Spanky the knight. <laughs> Schism. Um... The, uh, so Micknick, the uh, the tunnel master, comes striding through with leaning on his staff uh, as all the other kobolds begin, uh, taking the treasures of the cavern back towards your homeland. He says, oh, Truly, you are the greatest heroes in the history of the Hookclaw tribe. You have done a great thing here by securing this great bounty of treasures from the giants above. But... There is one last thing I must ask of you. Our scouts have looked beyond the great door, and they say that there is a great stair carved into the very stones of the earth itself that rises to who knows where. Tell me, brave, expendable, I mean heroic, away team, um, will you brave the upper reaches of the caverns find out what is up there and bring further glory to the tribe nah alright all right, then yeah I, I, I quite fancy going up but I've always wanted to go a bit further up that, that would definitely be interesting thank you yeah look at that Samik is over the other side just playing with his toys <laughs> Samik, stop playing with yourself. Come on, we're going upstairs. 
Perhaps Snake. you will find some great treasure. Perhaps you will find a dragon. Ooh. Perhaps you will find terrifying creatures. Who can say? Maybe mm. more biscuits. Oh, yes, love a bit of biscuit. Either way, it'll take us a while to flog all of this stuff, so uh, good luck to all of you. Um, and the kobolds uh, open the great door and blow a, a furious fanfare for you again as you stare up at a huge set of stairs carved into the earth that rise up through the cavern uh, above to where there is a great wooden hatch uh, with a rusted lock on it. Hmm. You can see some light coming in from above. What, what, what does a furious fanfare sound like, Dan? <laughs> Don't think <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> well if yes, you're, you're not right. going to play it on your ocarina <laughs> that is making me furious that is uh, yeah that's right <laughs> Grimnir is just like I, uh, something not right about us going so far and bringing things back and the treasures they seem to but just the, the trumpets they are so urgent and furious and I feel compelled to go on all right, let's do it, yeah. Oh. It's like reverse dwarven legend, isn't it? It's like, we, we delved too high. <laughs> uh, Rin goes up to the door and examines it, uh, gives it a shove. Cool. So you climb up. So climbing up these stairs, because you're three feet tall, so climbing up these stairs is like, it's like a toddler trying to climb up the mm-hmm. stairs. You're like having to crawl up each one um, to get to the top. But you all make it at the very top and then you examine it you look at the the lock um on this hatch the hatch is locked but the lock looks very very rusty um so you reckon with a a bit of effort it would probably come away all right um i'd like to yes um sorry um is is did go back and pick up her trowel from where she threw it at the duck earlier cool um just i just wanted to know that before we leave before before we do anything else, before we meet some sort of crazy dragon or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to take a, uh, a potion. I've got a minor healing potion, so I'm going to take that. Oh, I, I, I can do some healing for you if you like. Just before I, I, he goes to drink it, he's like... Do, do, do you want some healing? Oh, I can do you some healing. Oh, yeah, thank you. Does, does anyone else need healing? Thank you very much. Any, uh, anyone else? Well, Nah, I'm alright. Welcome, yeah. Right. If I could quantify in numerical terms, I'm about two off the top, but you know, I'm alright. What, what about you? See, I'm Rin, on an um, 11, so. I have what? Um. <laughs> 18. I don't know what that means, but um, oh, I can, I can weirdly give specific. Some healing, that's fine. Does anyone else need any healing? No? Okay. Um. Alright, I'll, I'll do some healing for you then. I do not need it. I am sustained by the rage of dragons. Well, good to know. Good to know. Uh, six. Yeah, six, six. Six points. All right. I didn't think it had taken any damage from dragons. anything. I took a massive hit from that duck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he says grimly. Uh, remember the duck. Uh, yeah, the front <laughs> yeah. lines fell. We were flanked from behind by ducks. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. Oh, Took a massive hit from that duck. Uh, right, so I would like to uh, take my short sword and try and prise open the lock, please. 
Alright, give it a strength check. Try and prize it off. This isn't going to be very good. No, six. It starts to bend, but it doesn't quite come open. Nah. Can I just um, go up and just dribble out of my mouth a load of acid onto it until like it starts sizzling away the rusted bit? Does that would that Absolutely. work? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So you go up, you dribble acid over the lock, and it sizzles. And after a couple of moments, it just it's a string of. Oh. You're well weird. Um, yeah. Suddenly, the rusted <laughs> lock breaks and just drops with a clunk to the floor. That's put me off my biscuits. They're pieces of wood, you nincompoop. <laughs> Biscuits. The door bonds. Right, come on. <laughs> door bonds. Oh, yeah. I hate that. I laughed at that. I hate myself for laughing at that. Oh, God. <laughs> come on. Just drop that. The you, can see, you can see I'm drinking on Zoom. I literally spat my tea out. <laughs> Oh, I hate you. Right, <laughs> right. You creak the door open. Ah, <laughs> uh, and you, uh, as you pu- as you push open the door, you look around and you can see that you are in what looks like a kitchen. The walls are made from wood in here. It is strangely warm. As you look around, you can see that there are rugs lying on the ground. There are tables set on which which there are plates with something piled upon them. Many, many plates. Uh, There are little counters everywhere with small doilies under everything. There are just doilies everywhere. Uh, There are little knitted sheep sat on uh, on shelves all around. Whoever is here loves knitting. There is a throw over the cuddly bench which Mm -hmm. is sat in the side. Uh, And there is a figure stood with their back to the... um, uh, stood with their back to where you're peering out of the hatch. Uh, it is a figure wearing a, uh, a blue dress, um, and a, uh, you can see that they have tufty ears um, sticking up. They have fur, and they have a bun of hair tied up uh, at the back. You can see they are, they are tending to something uh, on one of the ta- tables. You hear? Now, where did I leave my glasses? from the figure. Uh, what would you all like oh, to is. do? <laughs> yeah, hello Tufty. Right. Tufty. Hello Tufty is, yeah. Oh. Look what at you. What was that? The figure, the gigantic figure that towers over you, uh, turns oh. around you can see it has a feline face, an old looking cat face uh, with long whiskers drooping down. Is this Grandma Um, Boots? It is looking around. It is indeed Grandma Boots. Um, And sitting on a table a little way from it are a pair of spectacles. Uh, As the cat folk sort of looks around, uh, you can see uh, she squints at you as you're peering at it. Who's there? Is that... Ah! Children! Yeah! Come! Come closer! I'm sorry, I've... I've lost my, uh, I've lost my glasses, so I can't see very well. Come, little ones, if you come for my birthday party. Uh, there's been people dropping by with well wishes all day. Here, let me get you some cookies. Oh, she uh, oh. 
<laughs> she looks at the table and then takes down a plate of actual biscuits. Uh, just, oh. Go on, I'll only eat them myself and then I'll be a fat cat. Oh. Take a thank, biscuit. Thank you very much. Uh, Rin takes <laughs> a biscuit, <laughs> takes a bite, Take. and goes... <laughs> <laughs> It's not very hard. It's a bit soft. It has a wonder. <laughs> it is soft and it's, it tastes of cinnamon. Uh, they yeah. are freshly baked. Uh, it says, uh, thank you so much for coming by. It's so good of some of, of the local children to drop by on old grandma on her birthday. And what are your names? Mwin. Uh, it's me. Nice, nice to meet you. And this is Precious. My name is Samik. Grimnir, scion of dragon mages and blood heir to dragons. <laughs> yeah, of course you are. She sort of ruffles the top of your head. Goes, <laughs> oh, this strange feeling hat you have there. Um, I wonder, I wonder, little ones, since it's my birthday, um, I wonder if you might do old Grandma Boots a favor. You see, uh, I hear that uh, my neighbour, Jerry Flynn, has gone out for the day. He's gone to the bazaar. He, uh, he borrowed from me my, uh, he borrowed my hedge trimmer from me the other day, and uh, he hasn't given it back. I wonder if you could just pop over to his garden and pick it up for me. Uh, I'll happily give each of you a shiny coin. Oh. Can we burn it? You know, you, you sound like you sound like somebody I know. <laughs> but, uh, we had to send him away, I'm afraid. Oh. Um, because he kept burning things as well. That and the meat person. The less said about that, the better, eh? Yeah. Oh. You know, it's uh, you see, you need to be careful. Jerry Flynn is a famous gardener. He uh, has been putting great effort um, into his garden. I hear that he even uh, bought some uh, some dust from the first world in order to help it grow. It has grown quite fearsome. But he's terrible for hoarding tools. That's why I want the. Uh, that's why I want my hedge trimmer back. Oh yes, I mean if he's a famous gardener, you'd think he'd have his own hedge trimmers, wouldn't you? But no. Exactly. Oh, I... This is what I was oh, saying. I... This is what I was saying the other day at the grandma's meeting. I don't know what. I really like gardening. Um, we have I, I'll meetings. be happy to go and look at his garden and and get the hedge trimmers while I'm there. I, I really like gardening. Excellent. Uh, I'll bake a cake while you're gone, and. Uh, then we could all have a slice when you return. Yeah. It's uh, at the end of the street. Um, you can't miss it. It's the one with the huge hedge around it. Uh, about three doors down. Thank you so much, children. It's so nice to know there are good children in the neighborhood. Ooh, take advantage of poor grandma. <laughs> she sort of totters uh, around, hands outstretched, feeling for the door until she finds it. Uh, and then she opens the door uh, and sunlight floods into the room and you hear just the bustle oh. of the city of Absalom outside. Whoa, fuck me! Whoa. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Look at the colour! Why? Betrayal! Death! Samik just walks into the light. Don't go into the light! Don't go into the light! He's already out there in the... Oh, he's it's gone. 
Oh, Isney and he only like just to, got um, his toys. Isney oh. would like to go up to Grandma Boots, um, go in her pouch and just get out a handful of mushrooms and say, Oh, it's your birthday. Would you like a mushroom? I thought no, you'd been going to was... her pouch and yeah. go <laughs> some of your own stuff. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's very kind of you. Thank you very much, young baby. I'll make sure to cook this into something very nice. Um, They're very tasty. uh, I'm sure they are. You're quite the young gardener. I'm sure you'll like it very much. Why couldn't Meowzu all be nice like this? Potters off uh, as you we, step outside. I imagine, kind of, as you go outside, it's like a snap pan out to just this incredibly busy street uh, on Absalom with people moving to and fro all over the place, vendors selling their wares, wagons thundering past, um, horses and uh, people on horseback as you step out into the sun. And as you look down the street, you can see indeed at the end of the street, uh, there is a uh, one of the houses has a huge garden with a great hedge growing up around it. Uh, people just can people just move past you. Occasionally, people see you and kind of give you a bit of a funny look, but most people are just so busy they're just stepping around you um, as they go. All right, head down I to am, the hedge. I am a gog. Uh, I don't like it. I want to go home. You're not a gog. You're a kobold. I never forget that. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought I was a gog when I was a little kobold. You know. Mm, Kobold's first contact <laughs> yeah. as you, uh, you make your way just in shock just through these, just this sea of legs going past you as you all kind of just make your way along. I imagine it's a bit like the, when you see the Muppets going out in a group <laughs> yeah. they're all sort of together yeah. <laughs> it's just big people all It's nice imagining that me. there's just like three puppets walking in down <laughs> like bouncing around like Kermit the Frog did you ever used to do Muppet Run at uh, when you're like a group of you get a group of you, if you see like a shop window or something you all bunch together as much as you can and then you all just run past it all together trying to move your legs as little as possible? Uh, no, no. Ah, oh, that was <laughs> oh, so you, you had a you, you had a golden you, childhood, mate. You've never so you lived, right? you lot. Idyllic, idyllic. <laughs> and then we went scrumping for apples. <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. You missed out, guys. You missed out. Uh, right. Well, perhaps we, so we could live your... those glory days through this role playing. Exactly. That's the most of what I wanted to do this adventure was to relive, relive the glory days of Muppet Run. You make your way to the end to Jerry Flynn's house. Um, for those of you reading the uh, reading the module, he's called Jaron Flynn. That's not at all what he was. I just I glanced at it and I pronounced it as a cheery Irish name. So now he's Jerry <laughs> Flynn, the man nice. who steals gardening tools. Um, Jerry Flynn's garden has a huge sweeping thorny hedge all around it and indeed it seems to have enveloped part of the house and you can see no easy way through the thorns there are great bougainvilleas uh, up there with beautiful purple flowers but each have very sharp looking thorns um, uh, extending from it that does not seem to be a garden gate so you'll need to find some way through it's the same that I use at my only scroll of burning hands, really, isn't it? Can I have yeah. a little perception to see if I can find... No. Isney, you are one with nature. You can move them. You speak the languages of the leaves. Um, I, I, I don't think I can actually speak to Do it! That seems like a very strange thing to be able to do. Um... I rolled a 23 on my just perception. Check in. I don't think I do that. Okay. 
Mm -hmm. So 23 on your perception. Yeah, I don't think you can control plants. No, at level I, I one. definitely don't have anything that yeah. controls or even speaks to plants. So, um, but yeah, with that high perception, you can see that there is a path through. You can see that you should be able to, you can probably carefully pick your way through. You could try and hack your way through. And if you had ranged uh, weapons, you could, um, like slashing weapons, basically will take down bit sections of this tree. Knives or anything like and that. stabbing weapons. Knives and stabbing weapens uh, might be able to trowels. do that as well. But. I found a little way through. Look, we can get through here. This'll be fine. It's, it'll be uh it's James's favourite skill. It is acrobatics. Hey. Uh, to try and slip through the thorns to try and I'll duck underneath them without taking damage. Yeah, I'll go first. Check this out. Yeah, hero. Ooh, actually I'll roll pretty good. Uh, he said to himself. Um twenty-two for Rin. A twenty-two. Rin makes it through the hedge without one day, taking any damage from the thorns. One day you will understand, Dan, that everything can be solved with acrobatics. Uh, it is just the key skill. <laughs> you can apply it to anything. It's a, it's a wonderful skill. What did everyone else get? I don't 14. have acrobatics on my sheet, so is it just uh, dexterity? Uh, it's just a straight up... Yeah, you're just going to add your dex bonus. Okay. Um, which for Isney is going to be a two. It's a two, yeah. In that case, I got 11. 11, that is a fail. I can tell you Grimnir, a 14 is a fail. Uh, and uh, Colin, what we got? 16. For SME. 16, uh, that is just a success. So the two of you uh, make it through without taking any scratches. However, Isney and uh, Grimnir, you are both scratched by thorns on the way. Grimnir, you take two points of piercing damage. Isney... You take two points of piercing damage as well. Um, it, you don't have to roll for um, for Precious. Precious is small enough that she can uh, stay underneath you as you do it. Ow! Why told you just to talk to the hedge? Why didn't you talk to the hedge? I mean, I, I, I don't think it would have done any good. I'm sorry, Grimnir. I, I, I just don't think it would have done any good. What can we sorry. see, Dan? So, looking out, there is a luscious uh, lawn of sort of foot-tall grass that has uh, collapsed under its own weight and bent back on itself. Beyond that, you can see what looks like a labyrinth of rose bushes built up, and in the very centre of them, you can see the top of a curious structure. It has a domed roof, and it sits upon four pillars, and there is a big glass case in the middle of it. It is that most famous and deadly of foes in role-playing games, it is a gazebo. <laughs> oh. Anyone who has read the meme about fighting a gazebo, or indeed anyone who has done a LARP and had to put up a gazebo in bad weather, knows that that is the bane of adventurers. Uh, but it is stood in the very middle of this uh, labyrinth uh, of rose bushes. And as you look around, you can see that there seems to be something moving around in the long grass. You can see the long grass kind of uh, moving here and there, as if something is kind of pushing its way through it. Um, what would you like to do, heroes? Let's head towards the gazebo, I guess. Yeah, yeah Grimnir just um, just meticulously picks out the thorns that might still be in the sewn-on wings on the back of her waistcoat. Um, and I guess, yeah, we head towards where the thing is moving. The, the, Gr Grandma Boots said hedge trimmer, didn't she? Said hedge yes. trimmer. We've got, like, little to no idea what that could be. Um, <laughs> nope. So I no, guess got no idea what a hedge trimmer is. Towards a hedge trimmer that moves. Bring us this hedge trimmer. The trimmer that has the hedges, we will find it. 
<laughs> a um, so as you start moving towards the uh, the moving uh, site in the grass, it turns and starts moving towards you, um, and eventually the grass parts, and an enormous badger, bigger than any of you, appears out of the grass, um, snuffling and looks at you. Just. <laughs> It has a collar around its neck on which is hanging a, uh, a little tag uh, which says Mad- Madam Trunch Snuffle. Hello. Oh, you're very you, cute. What um, are you? And growls faintly. I've not seen anything like you before. Oh, aren't you lovely? Pre- pre- no, Preface. Preface, stay away. Don't don't hiss at it, Preface. Come on now. Be I nice. a song once and the badgers like mushrooms. Yeah, that's right. Oh, oh, I do plenty know of this. I know this saga. I know this as well. <laughs> they were all afraid of the reptiles that lived in the way in the in the grasses. Yeah. Well, let, let, let's try giving it some mushrooms then. I take out some yeah. mushrooms and um, ah. offer offer the mushrooms to the badger. You take out some mushrooms. You place them on the ground. The badger. It's just starting to sniff Rin in an interested fashion um, because of the molasses when it turns and sees the mushrooms. Um, and then it turns uh, and just starts chewing. It starts gobbling down the mushrooms, um, uh, gratefully eating them up, uh, and then kind of looks up at you expectantly. Uh, and then suddenly there is just a rumble from within it. And the badger is sick all over you. <laughs> <laughs> sick badger. Sick badger. <laughs> the badger, oh, Madam no. Trunchnuffle. Oh, no. oh dear, I think I think I might uh, have accidentally given it one of the poison muff wounds. Oopsie. Well, I'll still be tripping balls. Yay! That was a that was a really that was a really like far out reference good- there. To another badger from the Danger Club podcast. I guess it might have been too much to ask that we were going to solve an encounter in uh, in a game through the internet's earliest meme video. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's yeah. going to be a bit too easy. That's a, that's good calling it back. <laughs> badger, badger, badger. Yeah, the, the badger's head, the badger's eyes just kind of go wide. The pupils dilate and it kind of stares off into the middle distance as it begins to digest the mushrooms, um, and then it kind of just. Uh, crawls back from you and just kind of curls up on the floor and just whines and goes and then it's sick again on the floor um, and it just sits there ignoring you now oh, you have it's subdued right. the badger Let's Can go. Give I, him I, I, think, I think we should move on very quickly away from the badger I feel very yeah. bad for what I've done give, give about four hours you'll be back to rise rain I mean, depending on the dosage and the size of the badger, that could be a whole eight hours there, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Scott the Don't player's got that, sympathy. Scoot a lot of sympathy for this badger. But yeah, we, as, as characters, got we've got to move on, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> Leave this badly yeah. tripping badger for its own you know, introspective nightmare. It's horrible, isn't it? Terrible friends. All right, let's go to the gazebo. This bit the badger is just left lying on its back, just sort of looking at its paws. Um, with a look of shock as you uh, as you wander off and leave it there lying in the grass you make your way into the labyrinth of um, of roses I'll put Bestry 2 away that was the only monster from Bestry 2 there you go tripping badger <laughs> as you make your way 
into the roses and you start to try and find your way through. So I need a um, I need a skill check to try and get your way through. You could have a, a give you a, a nature check, maybe a survival if you want to know uh, to find your acrobatics. <laughs> acrobatics. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything's acrobatics. Everything it is, is the gate and key no. of the sciences, Dan. Acrobatics. Tell, tell me how you find your way through a labyrinth of roses using acrobatics. Backflipping, <laughs> and oh, right. front crawls, <laughs> and rolls, and then doing sort of the side-to-side handstand. <laughs> That's how you do it. I'm rolling uh, it. Oh, I roll a good. <laughs> so I got 23 <laughs> on my acrobatics so check. You do some... You do some amazing backflips. They don't even slightly help you to find your way, but you look great doing it. Sweet. Um, you um, you it, look like you look like when you get stuck in Tomb Raider and uh, you can't think, you can't work out where to go. So you just backflip everywhere just to uh, just to pass the time. <laughs> the the druid of the group who has a, a really good nature um, skill um, rolled a two, so I got eight. Rolled a two. Good. Good. Sweet. Yeah. Can they try again? I got a I got a four on a survival check. Wait a minute. So, you know. Wait a minute, Candice, can't you roll a can't you roll haven't you got a feat that gives you like you can roll ten or something like that? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Got I've assurance. got assurance. There we go. I can tell you that means it's I've athletics. Means... Alright, so Is Isney doesn't get tired at all while doing this, I can tell you that. Um, as you're making your way through. Yeah, because it's a free RPG day adventure, so all the characters were designed while Paisa were drunk. <laughs> Most likely. That's <laughs> why so you've got characters with weird abilities. Um, so you make your way through, and as you do, um, uh, as you're making your way through, you look up, and you see that Samik has a flower in his hair. Uh, and as you're looking, you see another flower just creeping up on him, just bobbing through the air. Uh, and weaving itself into his hair as well. Um, and then several more just start floating up until Samik is beginning to be covered in flowers. Uh, they seem to be hovering of their own accord. Samik, mm. you, you, you appear what? to have something on your head there. I know. What? 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 I don't, I don't understand what this is, actually. It, it's flowers, Samik. I know flowers. it's flowers, but I don't know why they're creeping all over. Oh, my God. No, I, I, the flowers. We, we should probably get those off of you. Yeah, do. I'll start so trying anyone, to pull the flowers off him. Anyone seen Annihilation? Is it Natalie yeah. Portman? There's also a yeah. book on it as well. That yeah. bit when they walk into the gardens yeah. and... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We better get these flowers off him quick. <laughs> Can I make a, like an attack on them straight away? Uh, to attack the flowers? Yeah. Go ahead. Make an attack. Uh, or should I attack the flowers? Said it now, Carl. Said it, and you? Hey, yeah. you said the words, didn't you? Hey, I said can. I, d- I didn't say I'm going to. <laughs> you know, Dan's reaction made me think. Oh, maybe not. Um, can I make like a? I don't know. Like a? Oh, I've got like a law check. Hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Can Is I just cast read aura on the flowers to find out what they are and what they're doing? Does that work like that? It'll tell you if they're magic items. Um, so oh, it will it's similar to magic because uh, we actually read aura is actually uh what we use detect magic for a lot of the time on the show because we can never be bothered with the specifics of using of how detect magic works in in sort of 
it, it, and rules as written. Uh, but Redor tells you if something is magical, and I can tell you these flowers are are currently under a magical are currently under a magical effect. They're not magical in themselves, but there is magic active upon them uh, until they have settled on Samik, in which case the aura fades away and they're no longer magical. The airborne ones, however, are being affected by magic. Um, when they land upon you, they go inert. So attacking? No, they no, they go on his head. They go inert. On his head. So chopping the flowers off won't. I don't know. I mean, I could chop the flowers off if you want. I mean, they're all over your head. I mean, fuck but... it. I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Are they doing all anything? Right. Are they like getting stop. in his orify? Are they? Are they trying to kill no, him? No, they're literally just like. They're not sticking to him unnaturally. They're like they're literally like threading into his hair. Uh, well, not to his hair, around his horns and kind can of. I trust, can I just? Can I just try and brush them off? Yeah, you brush them off. They, nice. they brush away. Oh, there we um, go. And, and they disappear. A moment later, you hear. From round one of the corners, you can hear sounds like kittens. It's gonna be look. Many baby kittens. You run yeah. around the corner to try, trying to find the kittens. Precious seems particularly excited about this. Uh, as you run around the corner, uh, and you are faced with absolutely nothing. As you get around the corner, the noise disappears, uh, and the kittens are not to be seen. Um, That's very peculiar. You... I could swear I could hear them kittens then. And as you turn back, Grimnir is luminous. Grimnir is covered like it's as if someone has just clicked randomly on the on the fill key on on paint. Like he's just different colours, um, glowing oh. in different colours. All of his equipment, oh. all of his uh, different bits of his fur, of his, uh, his fur, his face and his horns. I think I must have eaten some of that badger sick. Oh, oh. Greg you Grimnir look looks, wicked. Looks looks horrified at her scales and uh, and her claws and stuff, and goes, I, "I am abominable. I am light. No." I think you look pretty cool. You look very pretty. Very pretty. No, I'm not pretty. Yeah. Um, does uh, it go away? I start rolling around. Uh, you start rolling around. After a while, it begins after about a few minutes it starts to fade away um, uh, and then you hook claws something is fucking with us yeah there's there definitely something very unusual going on here I don't like it very much I'd like to go home now please thank you what is a head trimmer well maybe it's something that makes flowers float and people go glowy yeah being a gardener myself, I would deduce from the name that it is something that is used to trim hedges, um, thereby making them smaller. So I think we're looking for a tharp implement, um, so, something very tharp. Well, oh, that, right. that sounds a bit obvious. I mean, you know, well, we want things to describe things to be a bit more opaque. You, anyway, should, um, we go, should, we, should we go? Should we go? Keep going. You hear a sort of a rustle. From um, from one of the rose bushes as you're talking. All right, Russell. I knew, <laughs> I, knew. I could see you doing that. I knew. There we go. <laughs> uh, will we investigate? It's Russell Brand. That's where he's been all these years. 
no, it's uh, so probably Russell Crowe. Go Crow. ahead. <laughs> oh, that would be tough. It's a level one adventure. You can't fight Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, go give me some perception checks. Determine the specific Ooh, Russell that you are dealing with. That is a 12 um, from Rin. Isn't he got a 24? Nice. 24. 22. 8. 22. Oh, I'm glad near got this one. Um, isn't he as well? Um, Samik, what did you get? 8. 8. All right, don't worry about that. Uh, but the two of you who got over 20, you look around and you see a pair of reptilian eyes watching you from within one of the uh, bushes. Uh, and as it uh, moves forward, you see a tiny snout uh, poke out and then a pair of horns uh, as a little blue draconic face stares out at you from amongst the um, things. It's about the size of it's about the size of a chicken, kind of. So it's not very big. Um, this little face peers out uh, at you and looks at you all. Uh, Grimnir immediately immediately uh, goes forward a little bit and then kneels and then prostates herself and just like exposes the belly on the ground and is like my lord oh lady liege liege I should have gone with liege my liege (laughs) it cocks its head and looks at you um, a little uncertain uh, and then looks at the rest of you and in your minds you hear a voice just say what are they well, h- hello there um, my name's Ifni you're very cute what, what are you Nirilini really hmm. what it's uh, you, you it looks really? Bubbly. Uh it, it steps out from the bushes and flutters, and it does sort of glitter falls from its wings uh, as it oh. hovers in front of you. It's tiny little blue dragon. As it uh, looks around, if anybody has, um, if anyone wants to go, do a recall knowledge check, so you can give me a, a nature. We'll do it. Uh, Arcana would as well, actually. I'll, I'll go for a nature. Jeez. 15 oh. on Arcana. I've got 14 okay. on Nature. Okay. Well, the 15... You know that, um, you've got, you're dealing here with a fairy dragon. Fairy dragons are dragons from the first world, which is where the Fae come from. Um, they are mischievous creatures. Uh, they are, technically speaking, dragons. Um, they are both fey and dragon. Uh, they are particularly well disposed to mischief, and they are very well disposed uh, to those who share in the uh, who share in their own pranks. People who find their jokes funny, they like. Um, it's sort of as it's uh, as it's fluttering, um, a rose just kind of gets plucked from one of the things, floats down, and just lands on Rin's head. Ah, was that you doing the? T- the, the flowers on Rin. Oh. Rin, uh, Rin picks off the flower and goes, Oh! Oh, well, I've learned that every rose uh, has its thorn there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it looks at you curiously. You seem to have its attention. Like, it seems to be interested in you. It certainly isn't hostile. Um, and then a bee flies past and it kind of looks at the bee. 
um, as if it's kind of immediately begins to sort of lose interest in all of you. Oh no! As what? To retain, sorry, to retain its interest and knowing that which I do about about the fairy dragons, I just whisper something like that to the the rest of the guys and go, uh, "Go with it. It likes pranks." Um, and I I push um, Samik over. <laughs> you push Samik over. In your right, you just hear you just hear laughter. Um, echoing in your in your own heads, sort of clear as a bell. Uh, While I'm on the happens. floor, I'd like to like scissor my legs around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I've forgotten your character's name already. Um, right, Mine, you, want, you mean the one I typed yeah. on the screen for yeah. for you? Yeah, I'm <laughs> so bad. Uh, yeah, just to scissor my legs around him and just trip him up as well. Her up, sorry. You trip. Are you, you both fall to the ground and the dragon continues to laugh. And it says, you are funny. You are all funny. Quick, tell a joke. Tell, do you know any jokes? Quickly, Rin, do the jokes. Do the jokes that you know, Rin. Quickly, oh, do you, the jokes. You want a joke? Yeah. Um, all right. How do you make a duck famous? <laughs> Don't know. You put it in the oven till it's Bill Withers. Oh, God. Oh, 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 you wanted a joke? I mean, that's oh, quite no. sad as well because he passed away a couple of months ago. Well, you're all right. <laughs> Make a perform check, you horrible person. <laughs> oh, that's a, tw- a 15. Oh, come on. So if we go back to Grandma Bootsy's... (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Will Grandma give us her hand? As in Grandma's hand. That's a Bill Withers song for anyone that knows. Thank you very much. Oh, and I was having such a lovely day. God. Irolini the fairy dragon laughs. (laughs) I like your jokes. I have a very dark sense of humour about dead celebrities. (laughs) (laughs) If I come with you, will you tell me more jokes about dead people? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Only if we can sort of worship you as well. Well, she can. Yes. I will be your god, and you will bring me tasteless jokes in return, and I will laugh and sit upon a throne of them. God, do you know what a hedge trimmer is? <laughs> ah, the thing you seek, my child, is in the halls of glass within the pillars. Am I doing it right? This is how God's talk. This is how God's yes. talk. It's great. Yeah, yes. Brilliant. I, I don't know. I've never met a God before, but, but it sounds good. Right, we need to go and get the hedge trimmer and then we'll come back and tell you a joke. Well, could could oh. you, oh God, could you go just go and get it for us? Yeah. You ask much of your God. <laughs> your God is an angry God. And she grows a tiny little puff of smoke. Grimnir immediately slaps Rin on the arm. Fool, do not question the ones above us. Oh no, no. Should I do another joke? I've got one no, about Jake. No, yes. no, no, no. Quit Tell me more head. jokes. <laughs> All right, I'll save that one. We'll come back and tell it in a moment. Is that all right? We'll go and get the hedge trimmer. We'll be back. Um, Beware of shellfish. She says, she says enigmatically. Okay, God. Bye. God. God. 
God. Yes. Yes. What do you want this? What do you want your first religion to be called? Something cool. And she floats what back, about? just sort of giving you an eye, like <laughs> nodding knowingly at you, just sort of floats backwards into the hedges. We and could, it's like, oh, it's really sharp. It could be the order of. Oh. <laughs> Grimnir has never been cool in her life and re- immediately starts sweating about this decision, this solemn task bestowed to her as she goes we and joins be. the others to look for the head trimmer. We could be the Order of the Golden Bums. Yeah. Let's go get head trimmer. So you push Let's your go. way. You push your way through. And you see in the lawn, in the middle, a great gazebo rising up in the centre with pillars around it with a glass case in the middle. And inside you can see all num- all manner of gardening implements in there that uh, Jerry Flynn has left locked up for when he returns to do his gardening. Um, everything looks pretty quiet right now. Um, as you go up, you see, look at, examine the glass case. Uh, you can see that there is a padlock on it. Uh, but you might uh, be able to get it open. If, um, if any of you have thievery, you might be able to pick the lock. Otherwise, you might be able to just break the. Uh, you might be able to break the glass to get through. Um, and it's a strength check to break the glass, or it's thievery to pick the lock. All right, I'm a pretty good thief. Can I just keep an eye out? Because I'm pretty sure either one of those two uh, things is going to trigger something pretty bad. Yep. So Grimner would just like to keep a, a, a reptilian scaly little eyelid and eye out of this stuff. Uh, Rin would like Very to try and pick... Idea. Yeah, Rin would try and like to pick the lock. With... Okay. Ooh, tis good. 22. A 22. That is a success. You managed to pick the lock. You work away at it. Uh, the lock eventually clicks. Uh, and you're able to remove it quietly from it and uh, open the glass door. Uh, inside the glass case, there are a number of things. So there is a, there is a long stick with uh, blades on the end of it that has sort of a mechanical thing that comes down to the bottom where you can press a button and the blades will just spin around really fast. Um, that is stacked up there. There is also, the closet also contains a hatchet, a dagger, two... Um, Two flasks of alchemist fire, an oil of potency, some snares, uh, and a first aid kit containing three antidotes. And there are loads of gardening tools and things around here. If you like trowels, there's a lot of trowels. There's f- I mean, rakes, yeah, Isney is immediately on all the trowels, looking at them all. <laughs> I'll take the antidotes, even though all I don't right. know what I'm doing with them. <laughs> Wind takes the alchemist fire. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess Grimnir takes the thing that we've come here to get. Then, right? How big is the head? <laughs> yeah, you can pick it up. It's uh, like it's still, it's like a pole arm for you, but you can take it. Uh, Isney, can the small furry dragon carry this on its back? Oh, you mean Prethus? Um, yes, Prethus. Come, well, here, come here, strapping a head trimmer to a cat. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. That's what this TTRPGs are for. Yeah. Thank you. Do it, man. Uh, yeah. The freshest yeah. looks at you, uncertain. It's all right, brother. It's a good girl. Yeah, you are. Who's, who's mummy's special little girl? <laughs> Say still now. Quick, do it now. Quick, quick, do it now. Quick. Precious I've got pearls in his. <laughs> distracted what are you going to use to tie a hedge trimmer to a cat 
I've got nothing to tie it to the cat for. I was just hoping someone else would do it. So I just balance it carefully upon the you cat's back. Step back. Are there any I like mean, cable got... ties or anything? <laughs> cable? Yeah, there's cable. Yeah, Candice, there are cable ties in the. Uh, there's that little green, <laughs> green little tie that you use for runner beans um, sitting in there. Uh, but you do have like clothing, like any any strips of clothing you use. I do have. Oh, an I'm wearing pack. a dress. Oh right, adventurous pack. You got you got rope. If you got event, if you got an adventurous pack, you got some rope, so you're able to tie. Oh my goodness, you you make a craft check. Um, so you're adding your intelligence bonus if you don't have any skills in it. It's a, na- <laughs> it's a natural twenty. <laughs> Why? Why don't I get it in battle? I get it when I'm trying to strap a hedge trimmer to a cat. <laughs> Why? That's hilarious. Kill anything. <laughs> you got a hat. You got a cat with a hedge trimmer tied to it. <laughs> Yay! Yay! The hedge just starts whirring as Precious moves around. You all have to kind of step back as this spinning blade is around. Anywhere Precious looks, the spinning blade just moves around and just sides through the the grass. All right. Well, we've got what we came here for. Let's go back, shall we? Uh, There is a rumbling as you do this. Oh, I didn't think that would happen. You start to see the ground (laughs) start to shake around. And nearby, suddenly, a red claw bursts up out of the uh, from between the glass uh, the grass and starts to clack a little further off another one does and then another and another as four enormous lobsters start pulling themselves up out of the ground uh, making this with the um, with the doll the single adventure which would terrify my wife most in the world <laughs> four lawn lobsters burst up out of the ground ready to attack you Roll for initiative. All right. Ooh. It's, it's an 11 for Isney. 11 for Isney. It's an 18 for Rin. 18 for Rin. Good. Nine. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Yep. Grimnir. 13. A 13. Not great rolls. Um, All right. I can tell you that <laughs> I can tell you that three of the lobsters will be acting before any of you will. <laughs> okay. Fortunately, lobsters need to spend one action to climb out of the ground where they are, and one action to scuttle over to where you are. So they will use two actions. So they will only get a single action. Um, but there are four of them. No. They're pretty dangerous. So one of them comes, uh, the first one comes crawling over and it is going to go after Simic. Simic. Um, it comes lunging at you with one of its deadly claws now I have, 19. I have an attack of opportunity though, don't I? You do, yes. It comes within your reach. So yeah, go ahead and make an attack okay. of opportunity. Okay. Oh, that is... 32. Uh, sorry, 22. 22's a hit? Yeah. All right. Someone's loving playing a fighter. Yeah. And that's quite good damage. That's 13 points of damage. 13 points of damage. I can tell you that does not kill um, the uh, the creature. Okay. Gets real close. You come in and you just slam the uh, the spear into it as it comes. And you find a, uh, a chink in its armor as you get through. And it just runs up the blade because it's skewered on. And just reaches out and snaps at you for a 19 with its claw. Uh, 19 
thing that hits. Yep, just gets me. Okay. So you take um, so you take five points of damage. Okay. And can I get a fortitude save, please? Yep. You can. Because these are poisonous lobsters. Of course they are. Where's my fortitude? Okay. Go. That's quite good. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. You pass. You're not affected by the poison just Fantastical. yet. Um, the next one is going to go after Isney. Natural twenty from the lobster. Shit. That is that is some critical lobster damage. Um, uh -oh. The lobster hits you for. Ooh. The lobster runs up and snaps you for ten points of damage with its claw. Uh, and I need a fortitude save from you. Okay. Make the save. Yeah, I really need to make this a It's a twelve. It's a twelve, that is a fail. Means no. you're gonna take some more poison damage. Uh, isn't oh. he? Isney takes another three points of poison damage, and you are enfeebled one. So you're on minus. Oh, uh, Isney is down to. You are. Yeah, I had two left. To zero. So, yeah. And down. 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 Now this is important. Uh, was it the poison damage or the hit yeah. that dropped it was, you? To it zero? was the, the second. Poison. So that means you go to dying one, not dying two, because it wasn't the critical that dropped you to him. So you are dying one. Isney just gets hit with one of the claws and goes down. Now, party dynamics-wise, that last, was the well, healer. The third one. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good. Yes, it was. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, All going well. Um, the next one... These lobsters are nasty. Um, I'll tell you the—I shouldn't tell you—but the uh, the difficulty for fighting this encounter is called extreme difficulty. Extreme. Uh, the next one is going to go after Rin. Let's go after Rin. That's another natural twenty. Oh, bad moon! <laughs> Jeez, oh, Jesus! Even lying. Oh God! <laughs> oh no! Six on the die. Max damage. <laughs> Make it a TPK with lobsters. <laughs> yeah. uh, that is 14 points of slashing damage. Oh, he's down. <clears throat> wow. You are on Rinse dying well. two. Yeah, dying two. <laughs> Rinse down two. <laughs> two of you have gone down to these lobsters. Shit. Oh, my God. <clears throat> um, importantly, importantly, now that, um, crucially, uh, Isney is down, what is Precious doing? Because Precious has the hedge trimmer attached to their back. Yep. Oh, Precious is going nuts. Um, Precious will. We'll say Precious is going to start acting on their own, on on Precious's own initiative, um, or on the same as um, will will act on on Isney's initiative. But Precious is is going to try and fight this fight out. Oh my God! So we have two people down from the first flurry of lobsters, but there's still <laughs> two of you and a cat with a hedge trimmer tied to it in this fight. So not all is lost. Um, Rin, we wait for. Uh, Rin goes to. What if I'm? If it's my, my go, 
uh, really I make a death saving throw, and if I don't get, it, I die. I think. Uh, so you move. You move to. Um... Uh, no. Nope. Uh, you move to exact. You move to before one point before the initiative of the creature that dropped you to um, um, zero, which means you have a full round before you have to make a saving throw. So uh, more time for cool. everyone else to do that. Um, okay. So you've got a bit of time. All right, so that means the next person that is Grimnir. <laughs> this oh, suddenly precarious situation. Um, uh, I haven't even got like any healing potions or anything on me, so there's nothing I can do to revivify the other two. Um, uh, Colin, Simic, Simic got anything on him? I've got one potion, yeah. Okay, so you, can you get to... Um, is me on your go I mean I can but at the moment I've got a lobster that's attacking you yeah. fear not I can solve that problem Grimnir to the rescue Grimnir would like to use her focus spells um, ability to, to, to cast gluttonous jaw upon herself um, her jaw cracking wide open and spewing forth horrible mm. pointed teeth that just pour out of her mouth and gnashing in a, in a horrible savage way she jumps on the lobster that's attacking Simic Ooh. to free him Ooh. up <laughs> go on then make yourself a, a giant mouth attack We'll say that um, it's because it's sort of a feature of this character's story that none of these spells seem particularly draconic, just as an FYI. <laughs> it's a 21 to hit on a melee attack. That does it. That gets it. Yay! Okay, awesome, so... jaw damage. It's not that massive, but... Um, that one was quite but, battered anyway, so... It's a, that's seven points of damage, and I get to take one d six temporary hit points from the lobster into my own maw. Oh, ho, ho. so you bite the head clean off the lobster. Um, you wrench, you bite it in half, and the uh, the bottom half just kind of skitters around and collapses. You killed one of them, and so yeah, you get those temporary hit points. So you you add them to yourself, do you? Yeah, it says. Lovely. Yeah, um, uh, if you hit with your jaws and deal damage, you gain one d six temporary hit points. Amazing. All right, cool. So you add those. You drain the life from the lobster with your massive jaws. Dragon. That is brilliant. Uh, have you got any actions left? What was that? Uh, uh, no, that was a move and a focus spell. So that's me done. Cool. All right. Um, very, very nice. Um, uh, Irilini just kind of the the little dragon just watches you from the um, thing. Says. Flee, my children! Flee from peril! <laughs> um, Samik. Alright, so I'm going to run over mm-hmm. uh, to... Pick a favourite. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to run over to Isney. Isney. Is the, the healer. Yeah, the healer. Yeah, Isney. Yeah. And then pour a potion yeah. down the throat. <laughs> That's how many actions does you that take? Give her a potion, roll your healing. So it's uh, that's basically your whole go. So one action to draw a potion, one to move to her, one to pour it down her throat. Cool. But you do manage to give her some healing. 1d8, is it? 1d8. Okay. Roll high. Three. 
three. So you get three hit points back. You open um, your eyes. So, um, Isni, you are awake. You're back on three hit points. You gain the wounded one condition. That will mean your dying condition will increase more if you get dropped again. Uh, but you are no longer dying and you are awake, uh, which is excellent. Uh, the fourth lawn lobster now has its go. Um, but it can't take it because it's dead. Uh, oh no, that was the one that was the first lawn lobster that's dead. My apologies. Um, that one was killed. We still have one lawn lobster uh, who has a go. Uh, and that lawn lobster is going to move over and is going to attack Precious. Um, goes after Hedge Trimmer Cat. That is going to be 19 on the die for a. Uh, you can tell it's, tell it's a I mean, free that, RPG that's day again. A hit. <laughs> 28 um, so it hits precious hits precious for five points of claw damage and uh, precious needs to make a fortitude save okay she she is still 17 standing fortitude. at the moment eight eight that's a fail Take another four points of poison damage. Precious is poisoned. You got a poisoned cat with a hedge trimmer attacked to it. And uh, she's but it is your go. Zero hit points. She's down. Oh, no. no, the cat's down. The cat's down. <laughs> oh god, this is just sad music playing as lobsters burst up everywhere. God, my wife's right. Lobsters are terrifying. Isney, it is your go. Right. No, when I when you said I can cast heal on lots of people, was that three actions? You can for three actions. Three yeah, actions. you can okay. cast it and you'll hit I'm gonna everyone. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that because okay. I need to give hit points D back to me and to Rin and to the cat. Sure. One so, d eight. One d eight healing. That is eight. Eight point hit points back to everyone. Rin, you gain the wounded okay. one condition. You're no longer dying. You're back on your feet. Um, this is looking tough, however. Um, right. Lawn lobster number four. These lobsters, man. Um, right. Uh, Rin, you get a go before the lobster does, however. So what would you like to do next? Uh, I guess I stand up. Because uh, I'm prone at the moment. Stand up. Right? Yep. Stand up. Uh, and if you have um, the skitter ability, them here, then you they... can move without having to stand up. No, um, one of them has, but it's been killed. Of the uh, three that are standing, no. they are all completely <laughs> unharmed. Um, Should we run point? for it? Maybe. Mm -hmm. I think. I, I mean, I, when, as soon as the claws, I was nearly said, "Oh, I'm going to run for it." Uh, oh, it's time to go. Let's make a run. It, for is it. the cat? Uh, does the cat get death saving throws, or is it, the cat just dead? Uh, the cat is back up. The cat got no, healed. No, because I so healed the cat's it. back on its feet. Right. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, let's go. Come on. <laughs> Run, bye. Run like and, the wind. Uh, uh, All right. Yeah, yeah. Rin, Rin just starts running. Thanks for the heal. You turn and just... <laughs> you turn and just run away from everyone, um, leaving them behind. Um, right. Now it's time for one of the, uh, one of the lobsters to have a go. Oh, one of the no. lobsters is going to... One lobster is going to come after. Well, you're a long way away. You've—it's got no. Their move speed is real slow. 
so it is not likely to uh, be able to get anywhere near it um, it's got a speed of five um, so it moves it's going to double move to get over to where Samik is which will provoke from Samik yep here we go um, so that's going to hit. That is uh, 26. Nice. That's a hit. Yep. Okay. That's 14 points of damage. Oh, Max brutal. damage. Not dead. Not feeling good. Okay. Okay, so you whack, you whack it, but it has one action left, which means it's coming at you with the claws. 19. It's going to hit. Minimum damage. You get the free RPG Day logo pop up on the die. <laughs> but for some reason, unlike every other die, the custom logo is on the 1 rather than on the, uh, on the 20. <laughs> uh, so you take 2 points of damage. Uh, and let's have a fortitude save. Of course, the fortitude save. Yes, yes. Oh, I've forgotten what it is. Just give me you a memento. Mm -hmm. Come on. No, my fingers are too. Da 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 da. Right, your fingers too sweaty. I think Aren't I just. Fingers famously I just, dry. I just moisturised. <laughs> uh, that is sixteen. 16, you passed the saving throw. You're not poisoned. You're just hanging in there. Uh, all right, that is going to be Grimnir's go. Um, Grimnir sees another uh, lobster going for Samik and would like to pounce on it and bite its head off, please. All right, you jump on. You try and bite the other lobster. Oh, I just rolled off the table. Oh, God, I've got a tiny table. Uh, it's a 16 a 16 no good AC 20 you bite it it does not get through it's thick carapace um, okay, you've got an action left final action I would like to cast the shield spell because I'm pretty cool. sure I'm going to get lobstered in a minute oh there's a good chance you summon up some shield over you again trying to protect you from the lobster Grimia standing his ground Simik alright so this one next to me just yep. gonna hit it. I'm not gonna go power attack on this one. All right. I'm gonna save that for the other one. Hopefully. <laughs> All right. That is a natural twenty. Oh. Nice. So Lovely. double damage anyway. Is that right? Uh. So it is gonna be. Um. Pierced elbow. Target drops one item it's holding. Cut <laughs> one. Work. <laughs> Come on. Target oh, lodged, lodged in the bone. Target takes 1d6 persistent bleed damage. Roll your full damage. I don't think it'll need uh, bleed, but. Okay, well, that's uh, uh, 11 points normal damage. And then bleed damage 2. 2 points of bleed damage. You just skewer. Um, you skewer the, um, the lobster just um, as it was reaching up for Grimnir and she backs away from it. Uh, you have defeated another lobster. Two down. Two left to go. I've still got we another I've still got another action. I've still got oh, two oh, actions oh. actually because that was only one action. So oh, it's that point in the fight isn't it? Can I um, 
Am I near enough to one of the other lobsters to just do my power attack? You got reach. Cool. Yeah, Here we go. Power attack. That is going to be a dirty 20. That'll hit. All just. right. Here we go. Power attack. Two of these. Five. Nine. <laughs> 13 points of damage. Oh, 13 points of damage. It is not enough to kill the uh, is not enough to kill the lobster. It knocks it down, but it's just too tough. All right. Uh, that's all you got now, isn't it? That's all I that's got. Simik. Uh, yeah, that is your go. Sorry, Simik. It's, it's um let's cross off one of these lobsters. That lobster is dead. Um, so we go back to the top of the round. Isni. What's it going to be? You, you are you going to run? You're going to you going to stay and fight? Um, you, she, she looks around. She she looks at Rin, who's running away. She looks at Grimnir and hmm. um, Smeek, who appear to be staying and fighting. And she's very confused. Um, she looks at Precious, who's got the hedge trimmer on her back, um, and she just says, "Run, Precious, run, my dear!" And then she stands her ground and turns around to face the lobsters, um, while while she tells Precious to run away. Okay, so, so I would like to one... cast. Sorry. Uh, so one action activates Precious. Basically, then Precious double moves and just runs off through the hedgerow, just just clearing a path as she goes because she's got a hedge trimmer on the front. So she just plows through all the foliage as she goes, um, cutting a path. You have two actions left. What would you like to do? Um, I would like to cast Ray of Frost on. Nice. Um, are, there, are either on... of these lobsters damaged yet? One of them is badly hurt. Yes. I would like to cast Ray of Frost on that lobster, please. Go ahead. Roll to hit. Time for some big damage here. It's 12, so it's an 18. 18. uh, An 18 is not enough, I'm afraid. Uh, It hits the lobster, but it doesn't get through its armour. Doesn't do enough to do any damage. These things are tough. Um, that is bad. It means that they're going to get to have a go. Um, so first of all, one of the surviving lobsters. Oh, it's looking at its targets. Um, it is going to. Um, uh, it is going to use two moves to try and get up to Grimnir because Grimnir moved away from all the other ones. God, they're so slow. Um, it gets finally up to Grimnir, goes ahead and makes a claw attack. Oof, it's only an 18. It is higher than the IAC. Oh, it just gets you in that case. Uh, it deals five points of damage. We need a and we need a fortitude save. Twelve. 12, that's a fail. There's more poison damage coming on. It's another, it's one point of poison damage. Okay. Sort of negates all the temporary hit points I took from the gluttonous jaw. I wonder which one of us is going to tire out first. Um, Rin. Uh, so Rin, looking back over his shoulder, sees that uh, everyone's not running and goes, eh, Sorry about that. Uh, no, that's all right. Uh, he uses one of his movement points to, like one of his actions to move back vaguely within range and then picks up uh, just a stone or something in the garden and hurls it at the injured lobster. Go for it. Ooh, that's pretty good. Uh, That is 24. 24's a hit. Yes. 
Oh, it's max damage. That's 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage. You obliterate the lobster. You smashes yeah. to pieces with the, with the rock. There's only one lobster left. I cannot believe yeah, we, we might be staring down you yeah. defeating these lobsters. Um, but it is. Um, that's the lobster that just went, so it doesn't have a go. Oh, no. We're running out of lobsters. Take Med and Trunch Snuffle off the initiative order. Grimnir, it's your go. I'm biting that lobster. I'm, I'm having crawfish for lunch. That's what Grimnir's doing. All right. It's exactly 20. It's a, it's a filthy, ignoble 20. Oh, an ignoble 20 will hit that lobster. Yes. <laughs> Crunch. Exactly. Five points of uh, piercing damage. And I get this many hit points back. Four. I could points. do this all day, <laughs> Just <laughs> chewing on a lobster. <laughs> trying to get the meat in its claws while it's trying to bite you, trying to snap at you back. Oh, horrible. Horrible. Uh, right, you've got, I think, one action left. Um, move and attack. You've got one more. You can make what? Can you make multiple attacks with your jaws? If, you, if your jaws are active, then you can keep using them. Because it's only one action to do another attack, right? Mm. It's going to be hard because yeah, okay. you get your minus five, but... Yeah, so this is basically just a, a, a straight roll on the... Yeah, no, it's an 18. I think uh, I'm going to 18, no, good. Close, close, but not not quite. Okay, Simik. Right, uh, sorry, mate. Yeah, let's do this. Power attack on that lobster. Here we go. Come so on. Oh. It's a one. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it had to end at some time. Colin, Colin has had so many ones. Um, oh my god! Zemeek, yep. clipped your hand. Okay. You take one d8 persistent bleed damage. Okay. So uh, you're going to take. Where's my d8? You take four points of bleed damage. And you are you are bleeding. Um, so unless unless you get healed, you're going to keep bleeding. You okay. A, like a DC 15 flat check. I think stop bleeding. DC 12. Um, okay. Oof, not good. Uh, you got uh, got one action left though. Okay. Here we go. Come on. Come on, big boy. That's better. That is a 28. A 28. That's a hit. Yeah. Critical. Yeah. Uh, it's not critical. No, you're too off a critical. All right. Okay. Well, that's still 14 points of damage. Max damage. And you kill the final lobster. Yeah! Yes! Oh, my God. You slam the spear in, and the final lobster dies. Um do you have any healing to uh, to stop the uh, uh, to stop the bleed that is currently on there, <laughs> currently affecting? I haven't bleed. got any. Do you want to make a medicine check to try and stop the bleeding? I can. Um, I think Isney, you can make um, a medicine. I can could try a medicine check. Medicine. Yeah, do if it. You've got medicine, you can I've give it a go. Six to medicine, so. uh, that is a twelve. Otherwise so that's an eighteen. That is horrible bleed damage. 18. Does that get me? 18. Let's have a look. Stop bleeding. It's the same as the effect that caused the bleed. Just roll. Which was DC the creature? Did it. 18 does it. You stop the bleeding. 
Leave so me he, here. Just leave me. Bleeding. Just go. Just leave me. Take the hedge trimmer. You hear screams from the street uh, as Precious clears through the the next um, row of hedges and runs out into the busy street, hedge trimmer whirring. <laughs> you you're able to follow her out of the uh, out of the garden and eventually kind of get control of her again um, and uh, take her back. With people now getting the hell out of the way of you and your hedge trimmer cat. Uh, as you make it back your way back to uh, Grandma Boots's house, Grandma is waiting for you with a fresh baked cake as you arrive. She says, "Um, I hit trimmer. Do you have any trouble?" No, not really. Nah. No. No, I don't think so. No. No, you're such oh, good um, trim. We did meet God. Yeah, God was there. They say hello. The. Uh, <laughs> the little fairy dragon flutters in behind you with glitter falling from her wings and says yes I am God <laughs> I am just one of you um, the uh, grandma counts out some coins uh, for each of you and says here's some pocket money for all of you you can buy yourself some nice things I think Grandma needs to find, make sure she doesn't lose her glasses again. It will be terrible if I have to do any magic like this. Well, off you trot, all of you. And I'm sure you want to be getting back to your mummies and daddies. <laughs> th- th- thanks. Bye. Yeah, thanks, yes. yes. Thank you, strange feline. Can I pick up her glasses on the way and just take them with me? <laughs> take her glasses (laughs) what nice children she says as you all disappear back down the hatch uh, accompanied by the dragon Uh, the the dragon says well done my children now I will reveal my plans for conquest Uh, and you disappear back into the earth with your dragon having become heroes of the kobold nation and that lobster slayers is where we will leave it for the adventures of the hook claw tribe well done thank you so much candice for joining us thank you this has been a lot of fun for having me it's been really good fun thanks guys you were terrific thank you uh, everyone who has worked to make this happen to turn it around so quickly we hope you enjoy it if you like this adventure call your local game store get them to put one aside for you uh, the pdf will go uh, be available from paizo at some point they usually leave it a month or so uh, and then you can download the pdf for free so you'll be able to play that uh, as well and when you do buy something support your local gaming stores because they are where we will all be flocking back to when this is over to play games and see each other and we will see you tomorrow on Monday for a brand new episode of the main show of the Danger Club podcast and then we'll see you later in the week for some Gen Con uh, content as well. It's going to be a busy one and we're going to have fun. We'll see you then. Take care everybody. Be safe. Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye.